Disney said, oh, nay, verily, we're going to plant ourselves deep into our swamp, my Shrekish friend. Welcome back to Privy. Privy is a podcast about bathrooms recorded here in my home bathroom. We're home. Uh, we made it back. Uh, the last episode that you guys uh, heard and the uh, the first from 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, yeah, I don't know if y'all have come up with any resolutions. Uh, Ours are, you know, we, we've kind of made some some attempts as a family to just kind of, yeah, eat better, you know, all those things. Um, it's the new year, and so if you're uh, getting into any resolutions, I hope that they are going well. I hope you're able to stick to them. Um, and, and I never really shared this, but last year, uh, Privy and, and the endeavors that I, I sought to accomplished with the podcast last year. I set a goal to record 36 new episodes in the year 2021. And I did it. Uh, and and I, I learned a lot. And so I hope to carry those things over into 2022, uh, which is where we are now. And so um, I'm, I'm really looking for opportunities to, yeah, dig in more, really, really plunge the depths, you know, really just get the, just get the elastic force cup, just, just tube deep and just sucking all of the, the bathroom knowledge that we can possibly get, uh, out of what we have for the show. So, um, a little bathroom checkup when the last episode came out, I had, I had some folks ask, um, like, did I really record in in an airplane bathroom? And I did. It was very brief. I promise I was respectful. Um, but yeah, I definitely did uh, record. And what I learned is airplanes are very loud. Uh, they're loud things. And so even in the bathroom where it's kind of that that like quieter stalled area, uh, it was it was louder in there. So. I apologize for the poor audio quality on those. Um, and I recently got back from vacation. And as I've shared, you know, we went to the most magical place on earth, Mickey's Merry Magical Kingdom of Capitalism. And and what here's what you got to know. You know, we went to the Swampy Forbidden South, uh, Florida, and they have figured it out. Like if there is a way for the state of Florida to make money off of it, they're making money off of it. And, and as one of my students at the high school I work at said so well, it's America's glory hole. Uh, and we're just going to move right straight on. Florida has made its money off of us. But Disney was fun. Um, we went to Disney. We took the kids to Disney. Had a lot of firsts. Uh, and, and I'm going to save uh, the, the highlight of it uh, for, for a hunter's anecdotes here in a little bit. Um, but my, my daughter got to see some princesses. Uh, she was stoked. Um, and, and although in the times of COVID, you know, you see them from behind a rope and, you know, you're, you're being as safe as you can be. But like, yeah, like the little like little kids don't understand, like to pose for a picture if they're not standing directly next to the person that they're posing in the picture with. 
And so um, that was a little fun to like orchestrate that. Uh, but it was good. And, and uh, one of the things, and you know, like, you know, I went to Disney. And one, and one of the things that I did while at Disney was I left Mickey Mouse a bit of a surprise a couple of times. And as I used the facilities in the happiest place on earth, um, and that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. Like, we're talking about Disney's bathrooms. Uh, and, and we're going to, there's a lot, we got a lot of ground to cover. But you know, we're, we're talking about Disney's bathrooms. And, and as I use the facilities at the happiest place on earth, I, I got an idea. Because we made two trips to the Magic Kingdom. And day one, I'm putzing around the Magic Kingdom, you know. I'm, I'm in full Disney form. I'm ready. Uh, let's, let's ride these rides. Let's visit these characters. But something hit me as I walked around the Magical Kingdom on day one. I thought, man, there's a lot of bathroom. Like, there's a lot of people here. Like, even in the times of COVID, there's plenty of people walking around. And, and, and so they've got to have some bathrooming space to to meet the needs of all these people. And I mean, nobody's eating great. Like they're eating a lot of fried and heavy food at Disney. Like they're, they've got good food, but it's not like light, you know, they're, they're serving up some pretty traditional American wares. And, and, you know, those things cause a bathrooming situation that is usually moderately dense. Um, and so I got a stinky bathroom idea. We need to talk about Disney World's bathrooms, the Magic Kingdom's bathrooms. And so this week on Privity, that's just what we're going to do. We're talking about Mickey's magical bathrooms and the literal small-scale government that had to be created in order to maintain and operate the infrastructure required to deal with the kingdom's leavings. Like Mickey, Mickey and Minnie, you know, it's kind of it's kind of difficult. Like is the princess, I think it's Cinderella's castle. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but like, is the princess and the prince the ones whose kingdom it is, or is it Mickey's kingdom? Cause like Mickey's definitely the star of the show, but like the princess's castle is there. Yeah. That's the only thing that I've always, always been like questioning on. Uh, but I like to think of it as Mickey's kingdom princess is figured out. Uh, and so while I was touring Mickey's kingdom on my second day, in the magical land, I entered all of the major attraction bathrooms because we need to review them. Like, we got to be able to talk about these bathrooms, y'all. I mean, if there's this many people putzing around in this Florida heat, getting sweaty downstairs, really just filling up on all the goodies. We got to talk about these bathrooms because these bathrooms are going to be seeing some things. And so I entered, me huh, and my Duff, entered all of the major attraction bathrooms. And I have determined, and, and, and I was determined to figure out which one is the best, or at least which one was the best that day. We're going to talk about that. Um, because I will say, uh, and, and I got to admit, I did not go into every bathroom. And the reason I did not is because some of these bathrooms are inside food establishments. Now, I did visit a couple of those. Um, and those are not under, like, watch here. 
but I entered all main attraction bathrooms and, and we're just going to talk about it. Like I did not want to put restaurants that are already crammed for space in the magic kingdom out by going in and, and harassing the bathroom space as well. So maybe one day we'll return for a restroom restaurant restroom chat. But I wanted to honor their customer policy in a situation that already has bathroom space shortage. That's what I'm saying. And I promise I didn't take that long to do my business and the things that I needed to do in the bathroom when I went in. Uh, I'm not taking up a lot of real estate. I was in and out quick. Uh, but as you'll hear, my business was different than many of the other my fellow kingdom traveling bathroom goers. And I also want to note, like, there have been other folks who have evaluated the bathrooms of the Magic Kingdom, and they've made, oh, top 10 lists of the Magic Kingdom bathrooms. And that's great. And go read those. Like, if you want to know which has the most, like, feng shui bathroom in the Magic Kingdom, go look it up. Like, that's good. It's out there. Uh, somebody has come up with that list and told you, Listen, if you want to hang brown in the Magic Kingdom, this is this is the spot where it's just going to be so cool to look at the the stuff on the walls while you do it. But like I think they're really if they're being honest, these people are not evaluating the bathrooms, the toilets. They're evaluating the aesthetic. They're evaluating the like, oh, like how much does this tie in with the theme? Like does the carpet match the drapes in this part of the kingdom? when it comes to the bathroom. That's what a lot of these folks are evaluating. And I got to tell you, like, ooh, does the feng shui. <laughs> That's not what we're doing here at Privy. At Privy, we're taking the review and our phone recording equipment into the bathroom to evaluate what is each area's bathroom like on the inside. Like, how much human yellow, brown, and who is that red? Huh. Is there at Pirates of the Caribbean? How clean does Gaston keep his turd catchers? The important questions. I will note, I stopped by 12 of the 16 restrooms in the Magic Kingdom. Those other four being restaurant establishment uh, uh, restrooms. And I want to note, uh, I have... Rec I got... I got stuff for 11. I have lost the recording of one of the bathrooms. And so, um, and so, and so here are the privy diarrheas. You see, it's like diary, but, but the, like with diarrhea, the privy diarrhea. It's a stretch. I also want to know these comments, any, any comments that are coming forth in, in any of these uh, sound bites that you are going to hear. They are in no way a reflection of the working staff at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, these crew members, you know, they're, they're wearing hot get garb all day in the sun, putting up with folks just, no. This is not an evaluation of them. If anything, this will serve as a commentary for the bathroom traveler of probably pretty much any amusement park but at least the Magic Kingdom. Like, this is going to be more of a snapshot of, hey, you there, guy getting ready to go in the stall, are you going to think about it? Like, have you thought about how you're going to interact with that space? 
because I have seen the after effects of every main attraction bathroom in the Magic Kingdom in one day. And as we're going to hear, people haven't thought about it. First up uh, on, our, on our Magic Kingdom bathroom travel uh, it is right inside the park. It is the Main Street bathrooms. So uh, this uh, privy check-in is coming from uh, the Main Street City Hall Disney World Magic Kingdom bathroom. Uh, the park's been open an hour and four minutes, and uh, four of the eight toilets were full of human waste. Really great. To the top, uh, some dude had too much corn, um, and there was pee on three of the other four seats. So I'm currently seated in the only stall that didn't just have human filth just scuttled about. So... Uh, Stay tuned. This is bathroom number one of the Magic Kingdom. I still cannot believe that there was a clog situation that existed in the Main Street bathroom an hour into the parks being open. And, man, wow. And from there, you know, we rode, and then, you know, we, we rode Pirates of the Caribbean, and then I get, once we get off Pirates of the Caribbean, I put ham to Jack Sparrow's bathrooms. All right. Uh, just rode Pirates of the Caribbean, got off. Uh, we are currently sully deep into Jack Sparrow's bathroom back here. Um, ironically, the Pirates' bathrooms are cleaner than Mickey's Main Streets right now. And uh, really cool, like, entryway. Uh, Keeping with the theme, right off the edge of the of the gift shop, which was great. So um, yeah, out of my check, there was nine bathrooms, and about half were being taken, and the others were all clean. So uh, good on Jack Sparrow. Toilet paper's full, killing it at the Magic Kingdom. Jack Sparrow's pirate bathrooms, really good stuff. Right around the corner from Pirates of the Caribbean, and not in Liberty Square. We're gonna talk about that in just a moment. Uh, is this weird little tunnel passing through uh, Adventureland, and it's called the Adventureland Breezeway. So uh, I stepped into the Adventureland Breezeway next, uh, and and uh, here here is what that was like. All right, so we are in the uh, Adventureland Breezeway. This one's kind of cool. It's kind of got like a, a walk-in tunnel entrance that opens through to a a tunnel that goes between like Frontierland and Adventureland. Uh, coming in, it's got the, the same kind of art scheme. Um, good pile work. Um, there was, I believe, 10 bathrooms. A couple were full of pee, a couple full of poop. Most of them were taken. Um, and enough urinals to supply a small army. So um, the Adventureland breezeway, not too terrible. Uh, great place to just kind of swing by and cool off in that little entryway. So it gets uh, two Mickey thumbs ups on that. From here, I went about my day uh, and did a whole bunch of bathroom stops in one fell swoop. Uh, I got to this point, and we're gonna, I'm going to mention this in a second, but I was like, man, I need to get going. And so my first stop, as I backtraced a little bit in the kingdom, were the Enchanted Forest bathrooms in the very far back. 
All right, so now we are in the enchanted forest bathrooms at the very back of the park. Uh, and these are kind of located within the uh, Beauty and the Beast section. Uh, and this is as far back in the Magic Kingdom as you can go. So I counted five bathroom stalls, five urinals. Um, and uh, yeah, the only one open was filthy. Um, and so I think the real magic and the real enchantment of the Enchanted Forest, like, it's got the aesthetic down, but man, there was some randy stuff going on in this bathroom. Uh, it looked like Beast had fully just ravaged this toilet before I came in here. Um, and so, yeah, that witch's magic spell still doing a number on his downstairs, you know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> what a disaster. Just on the other side of Pinocchio's restaurant is the Tangled-themed small small world bathrooms now these are some of the newer bathrooms uh uh in the park i didn't know that going in um and so i think that will be reflected in in my interaction with these restrooms all right so not too far over from uh pinocchio's magical little uh, village is it's a small world um and here's what I'm going to say so far. It's got the most bathrooms uh, per bathroom that I've seen. I counted 12 dump installs and 15 spray centers. Um, and so it's looking pretty strong there. Um, most of them were available. And I would say of the ones that were available, I would say at least half were clean or clean enough that you wouldn't need to do too much wiping to uh, put your butt on it. So uh, yeah, it's a small world. It's a strong pick for bathrooms in the Magic Kingdom. It's gonna be a good one. Popping out of the, uh, the tangled small world bathrooms, I hoofed it onto a boat uh, to go visit the facilities on Tom Sawyer's Island. Because fun fact, uh, <laughs> if you're visiting the Magic Kingdom, here's a fun fact. The boats to and from the island quit running at 4.30. So, I had to move quick because at this point I'm running out of time. Uh, and so I have, I hoof it to Tom Sawyer Island and then promptly to the back of Tom Sawyer Island and then run to the front. All right. So we are a full boat ride, small hike, uh, fully removed to the back of the magic kingdom. We are in Fort Longhorn on Tom Sawyer's Island. This joker's way back in here. Uh, but it is a single stall bathroom in the Magic Kingdom. That said, um, there is literally diarrhea spray on the metal backsplash of the Sloan automatic flusher. So uh, Fort Longhorn, um, they got to work on their aim down here at the fort. Uh, I actually had to wait uh, to come in and, and put my butt on this seat. So um, yeah, this one's a bit out of the way and uh, not exactly worth it, but the fort's cool, and so if you're on Thomas River Island, I gotta go. It's a single stall. Better believe it. All right, so just a, a short little jaunt back toward the front from Lock, uh, uh, Fort Longhorn is just the general docking bay. Tom Sawyer Island bathroom, uh, and I'm out of breath because I'm getting ready to miss my boat. There's two stalls. One is a, a Extended access, both are dirty, not a lot of urinal space, um, and it's just a very generic Tom Sawyer Island. For the two toughest bathrooms to probably get to on the island, not a lot to see. So um, hopefully Future Land's got some better things to offer. Once I escaped uh, Tom Sawyer's Island, I went 
I went right around the corner to Splash Mountain to use the Splash uh, Mountain changing room, bathroom type spots down there. Uh, and and you're going to hear, it was wild. Alrighty, y'all, this is a special one. Um, so this is the bathrooms at the Splashdown Photos at the end of Splash Mountain. Uh, this is my favorite ride. And um, as I'm looking at it, you know, about eight urinals, about five toilets. Um, and it would seem that the logs that are <laughs> flying down Splash Mountain, not the only logs in this situation here, um, there is urine everywhere. I'm standing in it. And, uh, and so uh, the splash at the end of Splash Mountain is not the only splash in the area, seemingly. Uh, people could not manage their, their shot. So uh, I love Splash Mountain, but the bathroom for it, not the best here. Uh, yeah, I may have to post a picture of this Splash Mountain bathroom. Uh, pictures were taken of, of all these. But I made it back to the opposite side of the park next and stopped off for a ride with the family. All right, so just got done uh, riding the Barnstormer. It was pretty fun. Uh, it was my daughter's first roller coaster. She was terrified and then instantly said, let's do it again. Uh, and then I went to the uh, Fantasyland Railway uh, bathroom. And I got to say, this was the cleanest bathroom I've been to today. There was six urinals and six dumperoonies. Uh, and they were all clean, and most of them were open. So um, it's, it's pretty far back there, and you got to go through the kid zone. And it's right next to the splash pad. But if you're looking for a good bathroom, um, for my money so far, uh, it's, it's the railway or a small world for me clean totally okay to push cheek against it you know that was a good bathroom we you know from here we we headed back up toward it's getting late you know it's about uh eight ish p.m pushing nine we head back up to the front of the park we watch the fireworks as the people are screaming at you that you can't stand in certain spots it's great um and so i i'm looking at my map and i'm like dang i still got bathrooms to hit before we leave so i tore off uh, and, and leaving, uh, my, my family to, to gather their wares and figure out what they're going to buy from the shops. I tore off towards, uh, 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 future land, tomorrow land, next year land. All right. We are almost at the end of the day here. Uh, and we made it over to the Tomorrowland's rocket tower plaza bathrooms. Uh, these jokers are out of the way unless you're in line for Space Mountain. Not really worth it. Um, there's got to be something closer. But yeah, there is urinals like woofy. You wouldn't believe how many urinals there are. There's toilets galore. Uh, and yeah, most of them were full when I came in. So um, yeah, if you're looking for a place to, uh, uh, yeah poop or pee while you wait for space mountain this is going to be it um the the toilet check a little wet um everything's kind of just been a little wet today so uh, if we've learned anything in, in amusement parks everything's just a little wet including the toilet seats and with that we left after this we left um kids are tired i'm tired um i've i would have glad handed mickey but covid wouldn't let me so um, we leave but before we leave the magical world of Disney, I had to use the bathroom outside the gate. 
Well, y'all, it's been fun. Um, my feet are pissed. And we're, we're hitting up the last bathroom, which is actually the first bathroom. Uh, the main entrance on the way into the Magic Kingdom. Um, it's actually outside the gate. And it smells very clean in here. It's very well lit. Uh, not a lot of stalls, but that's because it's not inside. And things appear to be pretty clean. So, um, all in all, Mickey's Magical Kingdom's keeping it pretty clean. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Don't forget to flash. Wow. What a freak. Going into the toilet stall 12 different times, pulling... Pulling out his phone, putting ham to porcelain, and pressing record. Ah. And one of those uh, stops brings us to a special, tr not Trump, but like very, very wild hunter's anecdotes to keep you afloat. So as I said, um, this trip to Disney was full of, of a lot of firsts for our family. Uh, and um, my, my absolute favorite ride, as I shared in the recording, uh, is Splash Mountain. It, it's the best. It's got a dark spot. It's got a drop. You know, it's got good music. It's a long ride. Like, it's worth the wait. And it's just a good ride. And, you know, and I have hyped up Splash Mountain to my son. And he was big enough to ride it. And so um, we took our first Splash Mountain adventure together. He uh, was a little not sure about it the first time. But then by the time we get back for round two, he is all in. Um, and so on the last night, it's our last, like, he, our, my son has made the special request. Dad, we got to ride Splash Mountain at night. And I'm like, you know what? You're dang right we do. And so my wife and I take um, our cousin and, and, our, and our son over to Splash Mountain because we're going to ride this Joker um, at night. And so we're in line and we're waiting in line. And, and sure enough, you know, my son, I got to go to the bathroom. And, you know, thank goodness it's not just he and I in line. Otherwise, it's like, what do you do? Do you just get out and then like reset? Um, but thankfully, my wife was able to stay in line. And we hop over to the Splash Mountain um, Splashdown Bathrooms. And man, we found the most randy, nasty toilet. Uh, and, and, you know, you go in and little kids, like, they're still figuring out how to interact with public toilets in, in, a, in a positive way that sets them up for success. And I'm just like, buddy, just don't let your pants touch the floor. Like, just... And just don't get too close because there is there is wet everywhere. Like everything is wet. The floor is wet. The toilet is wet. My shoes were wet. And it's like just it it was like how many people had visited this stall and just let fly and had no regard for wiping anything up. And so, you know, naturally I do what every person that has an over fascination with bathrooms would do. I take a bunch of pictures and send a bunch of texts uh, regarding that toilet. And it's real. Like, how can you know that Splash Mountain of all bathrooms, you know, this is the best ride at the dang thing, is going to be the worst bathroom? Like, 
It's so sad. I'll post a picture, but like, there's going to be a warning page on that for the for the faint of heart and tummy. That toilet was filthy. My buddy's response, my son is like, "Dad, it's gross." And I'm like, "You're yes, positively gross, son." Um, and my buddy, I sent him a text and he's just like, "We're trying to figure out what it is on the seat and it's like, "Dude, it is foul in here." Like and then people are not washing their hands. Uh, yeah, it was, it was something else, but you know what? The best part, I got to ride Splash Mountain with my kid. And, and the coolest thing is as you, as you come to the top of Splash Mountain at night, the castle's all lit up. You got a perfect view of the castle. And so dirty bathrooms and all, it was a good trip to Splash Mountain. (laughs) Nonetheless, this Hunter's Anecdotes. To keep you afloat. All in all, I gotta say, the bathrooms at Disney were not the cleanest. Now, I will say we also went to SeaWorld and Legoland, and neither of their parks had the had very clean bathrooms either. And again, this is not to disparage workers. This is a comment on American consumers. Uh, chill it out. Like, just figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, aim it and quit. Quit just slinging ham everywhere. Like, it goes in the toilet, and if it doesn't make it, wipe it up, dude. Holy crap. The toilets had a fair share of misfires, that's for sure. And like, you've, and like you heard, I mean, first toilet. I, I got to revisit this. First toilet into the park right as I get there. Thing had only been open for an hour, and I walk into the men's room, go to the first unlock thing, just resting turds in the toilet. I'm like, oh, man, that that sucks. Somebody really forgot, like, the whole how we end every... They obviously haven't heard privy. Uh, I go to the next one, whammo, take two. I'm I'm 0 for 2, full full of turds. I go to the one across. I'm like, well, maybe it's these two. So I go from the one across. Dude is slam full, and I'm like, this is impossible. We have three out of three toilets filled with feces. All the other toilets have people in them. I finally go to the stall on the end, and she's clear. Like, we're clean, and the seat ain't even that bad. Like, you know, and I put beef down. Um, And I hit flush after making my deposit, and it did not go down. No plunger. And so I'm sitting here going, ah, they have a category like five emergency. If this is an hour in and they don't have this dealt with, we could have a serious problem. Uh, And so I go out and I did find a cast member before rejoining my family. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's always fun to have to take the heat for like a lot of people's situation. So I walk up to this, the lady that's near the bathrooms. I'm like, hey. Uh, the bathrooms in the men's room are clogged. And, and what I'm sure she heard is, hey, sorry, I clogged Mickey's Main Street toilet so bad that four of the ten toilets have standing human waste in it. Now, I know I didn't do that. Like, I contributed a small bit, but they were clogged when I got in there. And I absolutely would have plunged it if there had been a plunger. But, like... That this lady thinks that I did this because <laughs> I'm the one that went and talked to her. She's going, 
that guy is has done a foul deed to Mickey's bathroom. And you know what? I'm okay with that. But I do know the soil got unclogged uh, because I went back to check at the end of the day. Oh, and, but the question here is now we've we've evaluated some bathrooms. Best bathroom in the park, I think, is either Small World or um, the 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 Fantasyland Railroad in the back of the park. There, um, those two are both strong bathrooms, very good bathrooms. But once it gets flushed. The other thing we need to talk about is, like, where does it go? Disney's a big place. Like, the Magic Kingdom is just but one park. Like, where does it go? And, of course, the short answer is the sewer. But on Privy, like, we don't care about the short answer. When have we ever cared about the short answer? I talked I talk to you about a chocolate maker just to get to, like, the point of a plunger at one point. So, like, we're, we're past the point of looking for the short answer. And also, it would be a moderately short episode if we did that. Now, to answer the question, we need to make a couple stops through history. And one is brought to us by the feature of Liberty Square. If you've been to Disney, and I think this is also in Disneyland, but I might be wrong. Or if you are what they call a Diz nerd and know too much about the parks, you might you might already know what I'm getting ready to say, and that's okay. And if you are, the info I'm going to tell you, like I said, it, it, but but the privy listener might not have a terrible amount of overlap with Disney, and that's okay. It's a shame, but it's okay. Liberty Square, the part of Disney's Magic Kingdom, uh, is is a a part of the park that pays homage to a bunch of different moments in American history, particularly colonial America. And one of those moments was the the fact that prior to the time of indoor plumbing and below ground sewers, they had to be creative. And by creative, I mean, uh, they did it differently. If you've ever been in Liberty Square and you are a bathroom frequenter or an enthusiast, you will notice they don't have a bathroom. Like, now there, there isn't one far off. It's the Magic Kingdom. You don't have to go too far. But like, there's not like a main attraction bathroom in the Liberty Square. And there's just like, oh, there's one in the fish shop. But that doesn't count. Because like, that's the fish shop. But they did this to keep with the colonial feel. There were not very many toilets. And the ones that were there emptied just into a pit in the ground privy pits we talked about those on the the patriotic privy pits episode that's right early america didn't have indoor plumbing and pretty much no buildings had toilets unless they were ones that served as as a privy pit dug in a common space and so we must ask then like what did people do and to answer that question, I would normally have you direct your attention to the pathway through Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom. But since this is an audio medium, a podcast, I'll share one of my very favorite bathroom facts and descriptions about Disney. In Liberty Square, besides not having toilets at the attractions, there is a brown swath of sidewalk. Uh, and... and, and this brown path that is 
according to Disney, intentionally put there to remember how the streets of colonial America used to run with the leavings of early colonials as they would empty their privy pots, their chamber pots, and some do their deed directly into the streets. This would then be washed down the street with a bucket of water, and, and the, the streets would run with brown. Disney's brown path is supposed to remind park goers of the days when the streets ran with skeet. It's subtle, but it's definitely there. I, I tread the path. And at the time, I was like, what in the... And I had, to, I had to, like, look it up. It's real. And according to some, and I believe Disney, it's because America once had Dookie in the streets. And in some places, it still does. <laughs> but thankfully, uh, Disney chose to just make the sidewalk <laughs> to pay this homage. And, and they put some plumbing in, thank God. Uh, which brings us to... Another of my favorite facts about Disney's Magic Kingdom and the Disney world as a whole. And to talk about that, we got to talk about Reedy Creek. The Reedy Creek Improvement District is the result of the Walt Disney Company's dream to build a recreational-oriented development on a huge piece of land in Central Florida. We know that as Disney World. But before Disney's plans and Reedy Creek's invention, the tract of land that they're looking at, is just like, it's remote farmland and swamp and lowland. Like, there's nothing there. It's swamp. I talked to my dad. I was like, Dad, have you ever heard of Reedy Creek? And he, and he told me. He's like, yeah, I think so. And I was talking to him. I was like, when you were growing up as a kid, do you remember, like, when Disney moved in? And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, where they're at, it was just swamp. Like, there's nothing out there. And that's because at the time, the nearest power, like the nearest electricity service was more than 10 miles away. The, the property itself lies in two different counties, and, and it, was, it was vacant. And in the mid-1960s, Disney, over there in California, they looked at Florida and said, ah, yes, this swamp will do. And while the residents of Florida, like Shrek, may have often been shouting for them to get out of their swamp, Disney said, oh, nay verily, we're going to plant ourselves deep into our swamp, my Shrekish friend. Now, Disney, and I mean myself, because uh, I was there, celebrated their 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Um, but we got to ask, like, how did Disney go from nothing, no power, no roads, Nothing. It's not even sewer lines. No infrastructure in sight to the literal Disney World in such a short amount of time. And again, the answer is Reedy Creek. Because when Disney approached the state of Florida and the government about their plans, Florida kind of went like, uh, mm. And so they worked with Disney. They're like, we don't know how you're going to do this. But, but man, we want it. Like, obviously, we want this here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drive tourism like woofy. You wouldn't believe it. And so they worked with the Disney company. The, the Florida government worked with the Disney company to invent a special tax and improvement district 
that has the same authority and responsibility of a county government. Thus, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, now 55 years old, was how Disney was able to move forward. In it, those inside the Reedy Creek District, those who would live and reside inside the Reedy Creek like area, would be responsible for paying the taxes of the district. So even if you live in either of the two counties that Reedy Creek encompasses, if you aren't inside Reedy Creek, you don't pay the Reedy Creek tax. This goes for businesses as well. So the Walt Disney Company is going to one day, with all of their properties, be paying some hefty tax. And while we're at Disney, we're doing back, um, they were doing back lot work on the roads. Siri just totally roached us royal and took us on a back road to the Magic Kingdom. Um, and and it, it's Reedy Creek that does that work, or that at least hires it done. Nowadays, Reedy Creek maintains 134 miles of road, 67 miles of waterway, 250,000 people visit Reedy Creek District every day. They deal with 30 tons of aluminum paper, steel cans, and cardboard, and plastic. And, and there's mixed reports. Some say this is a year. Some say this is a day. I would argue it doesn't matter. That's a lot of crap. And most importantly, they manage 60,000 tons of wastewater, often actually filled with crap. And, some of the, and so when I hit flush, once it gets through Disney's piping... Reedy Creek is on the hook for my turds. When you hit the flusher, the first thing your turds are going to do is they're going to go past a layer. And this layer is known to the employees of Disney as the Utilidors. Now, I want to tell you that, to my knowledge, now I haven't been in there because I'm not an employee, but I don't think it, like, flows through it. I'm sure there is, like, sewage that is, you know, it's piping. It doesn't, like, just run raw through there. But this is a network, these utilidors are a network of interconnected tunnels that run below most of the Disney parks to make sure that cast members um, who are from one area of the park don't be seen ruining the feng shui and the theme of another area by, God forbid, walking to get lunch in that section. So Disney made a series of tunnels to run under the park itself to help their own employees travel in between and thus avoid making this whole terrible mistake but the way this comes into play with sewage is that these tunnels so what you got to know is these tunnels this utilidor tunnels are actually built on street level and so when you are walking around the disney world magic kingdom park you're actually on the second story you're like there is an entire tunnel system that is on ground level below you and the reason that the utilidors have to be on ground level and not below level is because Florida has a high water table. And if they were to put the utilidors down there, they'd be flooding, they'd be collapsing, it'd be very dangerous. And so there's a slight gradual incline as you walk up to the magical kingdom, magic kingdom. And that is because they are, they are slowly introducing this, this grade of elevation to Make it not seem like you are one story up, when in fact, there's an entire layer underneath you that is actually on ground level. When Reedy Creek, uh, they had to overcome like this, this high water table, because like Florida is the swampy forbidden south, which is not a euphemism for me when I've had Taco Bell. It's a swamp. 
It's not something you want when you're making a tunnel system in sewage that would run under an amusement park. You don't want that to go reverso. And so it travels through the sewage past the utilidor level of the Magic Kingdom into the sewer system maintained by Reedy Creek. Now, first, the, the water, the waste within it, is washed into the building sewers connected to the park resort's wider system, passes through larger branch sewers, and it's like, it's like t- sewer pipes all the way down. It's Mario's fever dream. And then eventually this empties out into underground pits in which the sewage and all of the restaurant runoff and all of this foul filth collects. And then when the, the sewage rises to a predetermined level, the pump forces it upwards into a pressurized system from where it eventually reaches the largest, like, biggest in diameter sewer lines. And, and it is this new system, the gravity interceptors, that then push it to the Reedy Creek Improvement District Wastewater Treatment Plant. Um, This treatment plant has a capacity of 15 million gallons per day. It's a lot of gallons. It's located just north of Disney's Animal Kingdom, and it's part of a cluster of facilities that includes the Materials Recovery Facility. The sewage passes through three stages here. Um, The first stage involves, like, it going through these large tanks and allowing it to just kind of settle and the sludge uh, is is like allowed to settle and enables it grease and oils able to skim. So they just take it essentially like a glorified pool net and they skim off like the solid hunky bunkies. And yeah, it that's got to be a bad job. I can't imagine being the turd skimmer dude is going to be like, I bet it pays pretty good, but I bet it's not highly desired. The second stage... um here degrades the biological content of the sewage that's that's biological content is code word for human waste doop doop and and other things that have been flushed down the toilets and washed down sinks um and and the idea of my freshly laid buddies chilling in this tank and then eventually being skimmed off the top is maybe the least magical thing you could hear about the magic kingdom the water from here is once it's treated According to the state of Florida and the federal government, after it has passed through the treatment process, is, quote, above standards for safe drinking. Now, if you hear that and, and you think, oh, my gosh, is he getting ready to say no? Mickey has not pulled a dirty trick to get you to buy more bottles of water. And I'll say this. The water from the fountains at Disney don't need any help being foul. It smells like the nasty butt swamp. Like. You just get your mouth, you feel like you opened your mouth inside of like uh, some warm lake every time you fill your bottle. So like they don't need to pump this like redone water into the thing to make you buy bottles of water. Their water's bad enough smelling already is. So that, there you go. But that treated water that apparently is safe enough to drink, not me, is used to water the hundreds of thousands of plants, trees, shrubs, and turf that are enjoyed by us touries. In fact, Disney has its own tree farm wherein they grow their special foliage, um, and they're actually able to like trim and, and cut them and, and prune them perfectly on this farm and then transplant them into the park. They use the, the recycled doo-doo water to water these plants. 
The streets are hosed down during the, with the excess water, as well as cleaning their fleet of transport vehicles. The water that is not used at this point is sent to a 1,000-acre site containing a filtration basin that then allows the water to return to the water table. Got to keep it high. And if you're hearing all this so far, and you're going, now wait a minute. I've been hearing a lot about water and liquids. But like, if you're like me, you saw a lot more than just liquid when you visited Mickey's Magical Kingdom. You might have made a lot more too. I'll tell you what, somebody was making plenty of solids because I ran in and saw visually and smelled nasally way more of them than I needed to. But isn't that part of the magic? Maybe not. After skimming off the floaty bits, we're left with a large pile of, well, what used to get washed down the streets in colonial America is now waiting for its next steps. Near to the wastewater treatment center, the Central Florida Energy Garden from Harvest Power was added and planted in 2013. This energy garden is priced at $30 million, and they use the pretty intricate system to convert it into usable product. Step one, run it through a glorified filtration and remove the plastics. Because remember, sometimes stuff that's not able to be broken down gets tossed up in the mix. But once on the other side, and that stuff has been removed, you just add water. And you mix it to create what they call the slurry, which, man, yeah, slinging slurry. I'll tell you what, I'm, sometimes you just got to sling slurry. Sling slurry is good, good code word for taking poop. This slurry is mixed with the biosolids, which, again, heh, fancy way for brown rounds from downtown. It is sent to an anaerobic digester. Now, this is a fancy machine, and what this machine does is it mixes it all together, adds some bacteria, and eventually what happens is it's supposed to resemble what would happen inside of a cow's tum-tum. It's creating it and breaking it down and making it look more like actual fertilizer product because it's left to sit in a special tank for almost a month. This produces a gas called a biogas, which is used to convert electricity, and it produces enough power to power 3,000 homes a year. Now, it's not used for 3,000 homes, because what they do use is they use it to power the garden and the treatment plant, and so the garden and the treatment plant are technically completely off-grid, carbon neutral. Here we are. What is left is spun in a centrifuge. They just spin in the, the residue turds, just you, you got me going spin city on the teacups, and just like I'm spinning on teacups, my brown is spinning on the centrifuge, just going round and round. Go faster, go faster. I think I'm... It produces a cake or layer of just filthy solids that is then used for fertilizer for the plants of the resort, and the water that goes back is sent to the treatment all over again. In short, when you take a dumperoo at Disney, walk out and admire the Mickey Mouse carved foliage, because that's where it goes. And isn't that magical? Hey, Granny, <laughs> look at that shrub. I was fed by my, my deuce, Granny.
That's the real magic of Disney. That and I visited and put beef to 12 different of Mickey's toilets while I was there. In one day. I took a shower that night. Uh, the things I've done since this podcast started, I'll tell you what. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm very excited uh, for this year and and um, excited for how last year went. Uh, Spotify has officially added its rating system. And uh, the sooner that shows can be rated, the better. Uh, and so if you wouldn't mind in this new year, uh, leave the episodes a, a rating or review. Um, that would be super helpful. Gets the word out about the show. Helps it for when people start to type things into the search. It's like, oh, well, this, you know, and it pops it up. So maybe people click on it. So iTunes and Spotify are both good places to leave ratings. Uh, Five-star option is preferred. Uh, send us an email, privycast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Send us pictures, topic suggestions. Say hi. Say you're dumb. I, really just email whatever you feel like emailing. I'm, I'm down for it. And we'll try to read some of those and read some of those reviews on the pod as they come in. As always, uh, we want to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of Barroom Ballet as our intro and outro music. You can find Kevin's music at incompetech.com and his music is licensed under Creative Commons License Attribution 4.0. Thanks, Kevin. We'd also like to thank Poddington Bear for the use of all the colors in the world. You can find Poddington Bear's music at poddingtonbear.com. Thanks, Poddington. This has been another episode of Privy. Thank you guys so much for joining us from my bathroom to yours. And now... As always, and as forever, and man, I wish some of those people at Disney would have remembered. Don't forget to flush. <laughs>